In 2016, Earth detected a signal from an unknown region of space with no observable stars. The contents of this signal appears to be a series of data packets and a decryption key. Once decrypted, the data contained a number of logged entries from two planets in a binary system. Using the translation matrix sent in the data packet, researchers have translated the entries into English. The following transmissions were declassified and given to us to present. Log entry, Vela 7, Vela Rotat 2578, cycle 1 of the third annual. Dearest friend Iria, the team at the radio telescope held on to your message for a few cycles because they wanted to send it to me on this date. You see, this cycle marks my 26th Rotat fourth day. It was only a few cycles after this one that 13 Rotats ago, I sent the first signal to you. Since then, I have grown, traveled, been involved in so many experiences and learned so much about you and Haimavina, all while learning about my own world as I relate all of this back to you. It's truly hard to imagine that all of this happened here in only 13 short rotats. Our conversation is now as old as I was when we first started. You and I have helped each other through hard times and celebrated our good times. Let's talk more about celebrating than hard times. I have graduated from university. I finished my studies and while I did not do a stellar performance on my final tests, get it? Stellar? Okay, bad joke. I was able to graduate in the top 10% of the class. The last few annuals were the worst and I could barely even sleep because I was studying so much. The night before my big test, I actually passed out on my desk and woke up late for class. I panicked and left my books in the dorm. I took the fastest transit stream to the class and was still wearing my sleep clothes when I arrived. The testing had started, but the instructor allowed me to begin. It was like something out of a nightmare, but it was really happening. Still, even after all that, I passed the tests and the graduation ceremony was small but pleasant. Father made it in to attend, but thankfully he did not have to speak. He's not the best at public speaking, and I think he really would be horrible at your job. After it was all over, we packed up my dorm and I stayed with Father for about two annuals before finding a small place of my own. It's nothing glamorous, but it's mine. I'm on the 8th floor of one of the residential buildings set aside for the employees of the Radio Telescope Laboratories. Yes, you are now communicating with a radio signal technician, junior grade. This is why the team at the telescope wanted to hold on to the message until now. I am friends with them since they work just down the hall. A few of them even live in my building. It's very close to the Central Lake District, and it's a little noisy outside. I have a small window that faces the northern shoreline and I can see Eluda and Haimavina through a small telescope I have set up on the balcony. Well, it's not really a balcony. It's kind of a ledge with a small railing around it. And I have to climb out of a window to go out there. But it offers a great view of the sky and lets me wave back at you. I would love to visit your planet. Not many cycles go by that I don't dream of the time when my people take to the stars and can visit other planets in our system. 
can you imagine if we could meet halfway and see each other in person? I know we are a long way off, and that it may not even happen in our lifetimes, but I can still dream about being up there and seeing my world from space. Please tell your neighbors that I would be happy to be considered part of their extended school. I no longer talk to any of my school back in Sanoff. I try not to dwell on it much. Oh, and Isnit and I are still seeing each other, as much as we can, with work and travel. She got an assignment as the liaison between the Trainor launch facility and the radio labs. Mostly it's just messenger work for data and materials that can't be transmitted securely. It's not much, but it pays well and she stays with me when she's in town. I mentioned the launch facility because we have big news on Vela. We are preparing for our first official satellite launch. Yeah, the first Velen made object to be launched into space. We are so excited about it. Father has been working with the launch facilities and they have done a few test launches of the rocket system. The team at the lab is all afloat about it and we have been working round the clock to prepare. It's still probably about a rotate out from launch, but there are so many calculations to be done and problems to be worked through. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a delay. I have been helping with the systems that will be talking to the satellite, so I guess that means that you and I both work in communications now. The news about your signal source is amazing. So your planet actually has a spacecraft in orbit around it? And on top of all of that, it's over 2,000 rotats old? I can't even fathom the thought of that. 2,000 rotats ago, our people were still swimming around and ranting about a star falling from the sky and believing it was some sort of heavenly god and your people were potentially living in space. This only makes me more and more curious about your Sedas Anda. I hope you're able to learn more about what happened with your space station. I know it's probably going to be a while before you uncover the secrets it holds, and if your government is anything like the council here, even longer before that information is released, but it's still fascinating. As much as I really want to look into the legends of my people, and that star that fell, I have been far too busy preparing for this upcoming launch. It seems that just when I finally get a break from all of the studying and work of university, I'm pulled back under into more work with this new job. May the waves guide and protect you. Gisto. Log Entry Haimavina 7 2257, 57th year in the Age of Ascendance. Irya Nufspark, Communications Department, Federal Historical Research Expeditionary Corps. Hey, hey, Gisto. Congratulations on your graduation and new position. I bet by the time you receive this message, you will be leading your radio technician team. I know it feels like the depths are crushing the breath from you, but you are part of something bigger now. You are a member of the first team to start your planet's space program. Space! You sent a blind message to another planet, and now look at you, working on the program that will bring all of us together. Generations from now, Velans and Mana may meet, and people will know you. They will know that you made all of that possible. It's pretty incredible, Gisto. This is monumental, and you should feel proud of yourself. Well, we have our own bit of news here on Haimavina. Our EC scientists and engineers have been busy researching the signal I told you about last time. They've determined that the signal we discovered definitely originates from our moon Braddock, 
EC surveyed the moon's surface for six months with telescopes and finally located the facility. The newscasts are calling it Braddoth Station, and people have gone absolutely wild for the coverage of the discovery. The base is surprisingly large and appears to be some sort of port. Broadsheet and news coverage have been nonstop about the amazing ancient mono base, and nobody seems to be paying much attention to that last bit. Perhaps even more amazingly, though, is that the ancient installation we found up on the glacier that was receiving the signal? EC Systems and network engineers have built a small outpost at the site, and people have been working there almost nonstop since the initial discovery. As far as we can tell, the facility is an antenna that is linked to some sort of global information network. The antenna itself would be an amazing discovery, but that's almost lost in the noise as people have begun to understand how vast the network is. Very little information has been made public, and I'm treading a fine line here, but I can tell you that the antenna that we found would have been considered almost meaningless to the ancient mana who built the network. It encompasses dozens, even hundreds, of similar antenna around the world. And even more mind-boggling is that the antenna are linked to an even more hubs and facilities much larger than the little outposts we found. EC is building a map, but I haven't seen it. I've heard rumors that it circles the globe like a fishing net. Of course, with this major discovery, our recent elections have brought the expansionist party back to power, and they now have the majority in the Samkoma. Several prominent politicians have argued that the ancient mana are speaking to us through the ages and are calling us to the future. They see this discovery of ancient technology as the true dawn of the Age of Ascendance, not the technology we've already found or created that brought us to where we are now. They have already voted on policy to give more funds to EC, and there are rumblings of the start of our space program, especially to land and explore what is on Braddock. I know some of them are jealous of your space program's progress. Not surprisingly, the block of environmentalist parties in the Samcoma have been yelling about the dangers of technology and the unknown risks we're supposedly taking. A central belief among MANA who support the environmentalist movement is that Haimavina herself created the Siddhas Anda to punish the ancient MANA for nearly ruining the planet. They argue that we grew too big, too fast, and polluted the environment until the world was almost inhabitable. They also believe in a living planet that could punish the mana again if we begin to tip the balance away from nature. Protests have become a regular event in Hopnina, and even the people who are environmentalists are beginning to get tired of the situation. The expansionists haven't helped things either, running ads and giving speeches that paint the environmentalists as backwards children. Writing to you about this helps me pretend that I'm far away from all this nonsense, but it also gives me a balanced perspective. Obviously, I want EC to grow, and the explorer in me is dying to see Braddoth Station, but I don't want us to harm the planet. Braddoth isn't going to give us the evening sea wind and the smell of our forests at dawn. I grew up with my hands in the earth, watching seeds grow to become gardens. I'm not superstitious enough to think that the planet will punish us, but I am practical enough to know that we only have one home world, and we need to take care of it. In more fun news... Luna had babies, three of them in fact, and they are so adorable. <laughs> I still can't believe Luna was ever a small ball of white fur like them. I almost forgot how sharp their claws are at that age. My mom says I owe her a new sofa. Once the babies are old enough, Luna's going to come back here and live with me, and my parents claim they're going to give the little ones away to the neighbors. My father has grown quite fond of the little male. He already named him Gunner, and he follows my father everywhere. It's pretty cute. Well, my friend, don't work too hard. Actually, no, work harder so we can meet.
<laughs> Take care of you and Isnid, your friend, Irya. Log entry, Vela 8, Vela Rotat 2580, cycle 5 of the 5th annual. My dear friend Iria, this is one of the saddest annuals in Velen history. Three cycles ago, we gathered at the radio lab to watch the launch of our first satellite into Velen orbit. It was to be a monumental time for all of my planet. Just as the launch was about to happen and the pad was cleared, Father, Isnid, and I all sat watching the large vid screen in the lab and an explosion that destroyed the entire platform and with it, the dreams of all of us. We are still trying to come to grips with what happened. The Council is launching an investigation into the explosion, but most of us are still stunned. Everything checked out fine with no issues. I was working with the team that set up all of the communications arrays to talk with both the launch pad and the satellite on board. Iria, I flooded over this. I'm so thankful that Isnid and Father were with me. So much work went into this launch and to see it all go up in flames. It was all I had worked towards for the last three rotats. Isnid held me close and consoled me, but Father was just speechless. I'm not even sure what to say or do at this point. It was truly devastating. I'm sure that we will be working for the next few annuals to go over all of the data. I have volunteered to help with the investigation that will be taking place, but it will take so much time. We still need to get to the pad and train R, which is burning even as we speak. I have worked out time with the lead of my team here to devote all of my efforts to uncovering what happened. Your news about your findings on Haimavina give me hope that our people may work through this. If your ancestors could create something so amazing as a base on Bradith, then maybe my people can recover from this horrible tragedy. I'm excited for you, well, as excited as I can get given what's going on here. I was intrigued that you said that it was not just a base, but a port? Could this be where the ship that you talked about before had landed? Did your people travel to and from Bradith? Also, your antenna system sounds like some of the towers we were installing. Our signals team has been working to configure them to provide positional data by triangulating the source and location of each tower. By using this, if you were in range of a tower, you would know precisely where you were on Vela at any given time. Maybe this is what your ancestors used those antenna for. Ours is very rudimentary right now, and not very accurate. There was talk of using the satellite to boost that signal, and if we were able to launch more, we could increase the accuracy of it. I hope we can see the cycle once we are through this. Well, there is no need to be jealous of our program now. This is a major setback for many of us. Maybe through the shared data that our planets are exchanging, we can help each other to get back on track. To be honest, most of us here are jealous of many of your findings. To think that your ancestors have actually been to space and were able to travel to Bradith and back again, it's something to be really proud of. I do believe that one day our people will make it to the stars and see what else is out among them. This event has only caused more tension in the council. 
The Laarva sect say that this was our obsession with this new technology that brought upon this event, and that if we had only listened to them, that the area around Trena'ar would not be on fire right now. I do not know if anyone was hurt by this, but the damage to the area is extensive and has the potential to spread. They claim that those in Laar of the Tumasur sect are to blame because of our blindness to the old ways. I just don't understand. If this launch would have gone the way it was supposed to, we would know and learn so much more about Vela. I wish that the Laar Messer sect had a larger voice in the council. Their beliefs align much more with my own. I love my planet and I don't wish to corrupt it, but I also wish to learn as much as I can about it and feel that the technology that we are researching is the best way to do it. I'm very happy for Luna and her school. We don't tend to keep animals around, instead we let them roam free. But I feel that from what I know of Luna, I would want to have a Farhund of my own. Do you think we could find a way to send one? I'm kidding, of course. Given what happened, I don't think I would want to attempt to send anything living out into space just yet. But I would love to give it bubbles and let it protect me in the way that Luna has protected you. Isnit has been there for me through all of this and has hardly left my side. She knows what this meant for me and how hard the next few cycles will be. I'm sorry that this message has not been as uplifting as the previous ones. I do hope all the best with your research. May the waves guide us all. Gisto. Log Entry Hymavina 8, 2259, 59th year in the Age of Ascendance. Irya Nuspark, Communications Department, Federal Historical Research Expeditionary Corps. Hey, hey, Gisto. I am devastated to hear about the destruction of the launch platform. I can't even imagine what you felt when that happened. How horrific. I hope nobody was killed or injured in the blast or the fires that followed. I am truly at a loss for words. My grandmother would tell you to learn from this and don't give up, but I know that this is much more personal for you and your father, especially your father. Your message was the first transmission we received about the platform. It arrived before the rest of the official messages. The EC has made significant changes to our security measures because of what happened on your platform. Many, including myself, think what happened on your planet may have been deliberate because of how much preparation your team went through prior to this historical endeavor. The one thing you should know about Mana, we are inherently a suspicious race. When something out of the ordinary happens, we immediately assume the worst because, well, the Siddhas Anda happened. We still don't know what that was, so naturally, our paranoia tendencies take over. <laughs> Many Mana and the EC are feeling this loss as well, and we are grieving with you. The VLAN space program gave a lot of people here motivation and hope for contact. As tragic as your loss has been, it might have ended up saving many lives here in my world. Changes in security procedures and the fuel handling protocols could prevent this from happening here in Haimavina. Witnessing such an event can shatter morale and weaken everyone's spirit. I know it's been a few rotats, but how are you holding up, my friend? Please, please don't give up. I still believe that what you're doing is historical and worthwhile. It's also dangerous, so please take care of yourself as you work on the investigation. I'm happy to hear that Isnit was there and was able to comfort you and your father. Please embrace her for me. I know she must be feeling the effects as well. Please know that every mana is thinking of you, Isnit, and your father. 
We are here for anything we can do. Your friend, Iria. Log entry, Vela 9, Vela Rotat, 2582. Cycle 2 of the 8th Annual. Dear friend Iria, the first Rotat after my last transmission was spent going over everything we could get our hands on to investigate the incident at the Trenoir launch facility. It was an enormous undertaking and consumed every bit of my time here. The team at the radio lab allowed me to take the time to look into this, but eventually had to fill my position there. They promised that when it was done, I would be able to return, but it ended up being in a different role. As the tides would have it, this new role is closer to my father's work and his lab. I'm actually working at analyzing the signals that come in from Hymavina and working with the security team here on Vela to lock down some potential vulnerabilities in our system. It was discovered that a bomb was placed in one of the fuel dispensing towers at the launch pad. This was tied to a radio receiver so that no one would need to be on site to detonate it. It wasn't until all of the fires were finally out that we were able to recover this information, and that took three annuals to happen. Thankfully, no one was killed in the fires or the explosion, but many lost their homes as the area around the facility was evacuated. Some minor injuries were reported and the fire response team suffered greatly from desiccation. Many were so dried out that they have had to take time off for extensive submersion therapy just to recover. Everything available was thoroughly examined and there was much speculation on what caused the explosion. No drop was left unfiltered. We examined the new surveillance systems at both the launch facility and here in Lar. This new system is not the most accurate, but it still provided some much-needed views into what happened. All incoming and outgoing signals were poured over. Even the signals coming in from Hymavina were called into question. You see, the signal that I replied to, your signal, came in very close to the time of the explosion. I didn't read it until three cycles afterwards because the team there was holding on to it for suspicious activity. The Council even began to question all of the communications coming from and to your planet, and they were all checked over to ensure that nothing there could have triggered this detonation. Don't worry, they were all deemed safe and we were cleared to continue, but they did discover a signal that came from La'ar, sent to Trenoar. That was the cause. The security protocols you spoke about being implemented on Hymavina have actually been a great help on Vela. Working closely with the team there, we have begun to analyze and implement many of those procedures here. So you are correct in that this tragedy could end up saving lives in the future. I just wish that it hadn't come at such a cost to the dreams and livelihood of my people. It's good that something like this has brought our people and yours closer together in solidarity, but I fear that it may have caused a greater divide among Velens. This came to a tipping point midway through the investigation. The La'arva sect had officially claimed responsibility for the destruction of the launch facility. They had planned this for a number of Rotats and had infiltrated many of the departments that work in and around Trena'ar. We are still not sure at the extent of their infiltration. I guess that your people's suspicions were well-founded and have raised the awareness of many Velens on the potential for threats here. I had thought that this sort of animosity among our people was long gone. I know that the protests were bad among our people, but I thought that the need for violent actions was long past. 
we have lived in relative peace for the last 1,000 rotats. There were always disagreements, but I never thought it would have to come to something like this. Due to this increased suspicion, we have begun to implement extensive background checks on many of the workers in both the launch facilities and here in La'ar. Thankfully, since mine and father's lives have been so public for the last few rotats, we passed the checks with no issues. I know I speak for many Velens when I say that all of the comforting words your planet has sent has helped us heal from these horrible events, the destruction of the facility, and the aftermath of the investigation. Your words are a healing salve on our wounds. When your last message came in, it brought back all the memories of the event, but in a good way. I felt as if you were standing with me as it happened, and I felt your hand on my shoulder to give me comfort. That feeling was much needed, now more than ever. Towards the end of the investigation, the surveillance footage from Laar was finally cleaned up and analyzed enough to find the true cause of the detonation. You see, the footage from the radio labs were some of the last to be examined since most of the efforts were focused on the launch facility. Sadly, it was discovered that someone in the radio lab was able to send a detonation signal to the facility. That person was Isnid. Apparently during the events here, I didn't even notice that she had slipped away from the vid screen and was able to trigger a transmitter from one of the side offices. It was a timed delay device, and she was back by my side by the time it was triggered. We can only assume that she was waiting to be sure that the launch was underway. It makes my scales crawl to think of how she held me afterwards. When discovered, she claimed to be part of the Larva sect and began working with them only five rotats previously. They had recruited her due to her work with the launch facility. She had since been arrested and was sentenced to execution. I could not bring myself to attend, so father went instead. She was taken by skiff to the northern ocean and weighted down and dropped to the depths to be with our ancestors. Felons can stay underwater for about one quarter tide before needing air. They stayed there for four to ensure that she had perished. I'm glad that I did not attend, but the events have weighed on me heavily. For the last rotat, I have barely been able to work or even sleep. I am often woken to nightmares of being unable to breathe as the waters close in around me. It's as if I am down there with her and we are both fighting for breath. My work here is just a distraction from my feelings and I feel like I'm just going from cycle to cycle. I hardly speak to many of the team from the lab anymore, and I just come home and stare at the stars. This has torn me asunder, and I just don't know what to do anymore. May the waves guide me home. Gisto. Log Entry Haimavina 9, 2261 61st year in the Age of Ascendance. Iria Nuspark, Communications Department, Federal Historical Research Expeditionary Corps. Gisto, I have no idea what to say in the wake of this terrible tragedy. If there was a way I could take your pain away, I would. I am so sorry for your loss. I know you cared for her deeply and there was no way for me to even comprehend what you were feeling. No matter what, I am with you even if I can't be there. EC has allowed me to write this transmission because of our close relationship and the kinship many here at EC feel for you and your father. 
We are shocked at the news and we are worried about you. It is not an exaggeration when I say that people think of you as family and I've received an outpouring of support for you. My inbox is jammed with hundreds of messages from friends and colleagues who have asked me to send you and your father well wishes, healing waves, and love. Gisto, what I'm about to say is the hardest thing I've ever done. Please understand that nobody, not me or anyone else in EC, blames you for what happened. Please remember that. Here's the official statement from EC. We here on Haimavina are all greatly saddened by the news that this tragedy was caused by someone we all felt we knew. However, we are horrified at the punishment the council decided to give out. Yothians do not condone capital punishment under any circumstance, no matter the crime. We are disturbed that the council would put someone to death so violently for a crime that did not kill any Velen. Many parties in the Samkoma have argued that we cannot judge the ways or practices of another culture, especially one that is actually alien to us. However, a number of politicians and prominent cultural leaders have equated the punishment to torture and have called into question our relationship with the council and Vila. Their argument is that structures can be rebuilt and data can be recollected. The Council should have known that Haimavina and EC would have helped with any technology we had to restart your program. The Council's decision has become the center of a firestorm between expansionists and environmentalists, with each side claiming this confirms their core position. The entire world has an opinion, and while EC is highly valued in our society, there are serious discussions about whether we should continue communication at all. Gisto, I will do what I can to convince my superiors not to cut off ties, but even EC must sometimes bend to the will of society. I don't blame you or your father, and I never will. I don't hold every villain accountable for this horrific act, but I am a loyal EC officer. I am devastated that this will be the last official message from Haim Mavina until all parties here can agree on a way forward. Remember that small dot in the sky. Your friend always, Irya. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Gisto has been read by Steve Petricelli. Irya is read by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. Haimavina official statement read by Paul Anderson. Music by Eric Matias and soundimage.org. For more information, visit binarysaga.com.